Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, this is Kathleen Harrison, and you're tuned in to Eye on the Inner World with your host, Lady Fontaine. We have a wonderful show for you this evening. I'm glad you're here tonight to learn how to create the life you have always wanted, and here to guide you on this path of enlightenment is none other than Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Kathleen. Happy Halloween and happy Samhain. This is like my favorite time of the year. I know, I love this time too. I know, I know. It's Wednesday evening, October 28, 2009. Our, our show airs every Wednesday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm so excited about our topic tonight. It's actually part two of Learning to Create the Life You Desire series. Tonight's topic is Stop the Lack Mentality. And without that aspect of learning how to really ask for what you want, the law of attraction isn't going to fully work for you. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind our listeners to visit my website at ladyfontaine.com for more information about me or to schedule a private reading or coaching session with me. Um, We'll also be taking calls later in the show. The dial-in number for listeners is 646 381 I'll be happy to answer any of your questions about tonight's show topic, or I'll answer any of your psychic questions. We we have a limit of one question per caller, and if you require any additional help or guidance, please visit my website for more information. To contact Kathleen, please see the link on, on our profile page for her blog called Beautifully Broken. It's on my profile page on Blog Talk Radio. All right, um, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everybody that next week we, we're going to have a very, very special guest. Um, next, next Wednesday evening at 11 p.m., Jackie Barrett, who's the star of A&E TV's Medium P.I., will be our guest. Um, some of you may remember her as being the runner-up in America's Psychic Challenge. That was a reality show that was on a couple of years ago. Um, we're really excited to have her here as a guest. Um, she has a lot to talk about. She's got a lot of um, new TV shows and a lot of TV appearances, and there's some really exciting stuff going on in her life that she's going to be sharing with us. So be sure to tune in next, next Wednesday, same time and same place, Wednesday evenings at 11 p.m. It's Jackie Barrett, um, star of Medium P.I. All right, um, Kathleen. Yes. Last week, we began the show in the series, in this series of learning how to create your your reality based on your thoughts and your beliefs, and we went over a lot of really key items. What I'd like to do is just start by um, sort of giving a list of some of the key items that we talked about last week before we hit this next really important part of the really dealing and and learning how to work with the law of attraction. well, we, we started to talk last week about the law of attraction and uh, bits and pieces of what really hold us back from being able to manifest the things that we, off, we want are, is very often dealing with resistance. Another aspect is also we need to learn how to let go before we really are going to be able to draw in the things that we really want because, again, what the word I just used, want, is almost... Um, a no-no word. It's something that we don't want to be, we don't really want to embrace in our lives because when we, when we deal in a state of want, um, we deal in a state of lack, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, gratitude. It's one of the most important aspects of all of our lives. It's the way that you can almost instantaneously shift out of any state that you're in. 
Um, when you look for the things to be grateful for, when you start having an appreciation for your life as it is rather than how it will be, you know, a week down the road, a month down the road, you know, six months down the road or a year down the road, when you have an appreciation for where you are today, you immediately shift into that state of gratitude, which is truly your point of power. And then, as I started to say before, the key element, want. To want or not to want, that truly is the question. Right, Kathleen? Well, my uh, my question, uh, I think maybe that the listeners, if, uh, you know, I might ask for them, would be if you don't want something, what are you supposed to do with it? Well, that's a great question, Kathleen, and it really is a, a wonderful segue into tonight's topic. Because really, what, what's the opposite of, of gratitude at this point? What, what is? The, the lack. True. Very, very true. And when we're not in a state of gratitude, we're in a state of lack. When we want something, you know, really big time, we want that, we want that, that job that pays a six-figure um, salary. We want the love of our life. We want the beautiful car, the beautiful house. There's nothing wrong with having a desire to have all these, you know, uh, really niceties in our life. There's nothing wrong with it. But when we stay in a, in a place of want rather than feeling that we have it, we stay in a position of lack. Um, I'm not sure if any, any listeners that are listening happen to have a dictionary, but if you do, pull out your dictionary or go online because we did that earlier and we came up with some definitions of the word want. Um, one used as, uh, as a verb is to be needy or destitute. So when you want something, the essence of what you're sending out is a message to the universe of being needy and being destitute. It's certainly not something that I particularly want to be sending out to the universe. How about you, Kathleen? I would definitely. Uh, when I when I read these definitions, I was there were several of them, and I have to say, I even myself thought, "Wow, whoa, I, I'm sending out the wrong message." Bingo. Uh, Bingo. I mean, when you really look, when you really read them, it's a nice reminder to say, "Whoa, whoa, this is not what I want to send out." Exactly. I mean, another one, to be in a state of destitution, need, or poverty. Um, another definition, something wanted or needed, a necessity, um, something desired, demanded, or required, absence or deficiency of something desirable, um, a state of being without something desired or needed. I mean, no matter which definition we're looking at, basically the message is the same one of lack and it's it's not so much that that four-letter word want you know sends out within itself something so negative but the problem is when we truly are in a state of want we're in a state of acknowledging to the universe that we're in a state of poverty we're in a state of lack we're in a state of destitute uh, destitution that we don't have the things that we want in our, that we desire or feel that we are worthy of in our lives, and we're sending out this constant message. I mean, last week we talked about energy, and we talked about how, you know, every feeling that we have and every thought that we have resonates at a very strong and powerful energy. So when you're spending 90% of your life or 80% or 70% or even 50% of your life in a state of want, you're sending out a very powerful message to the universe of staying in a state of poverty or lack. You know, I I I believe we also looked up where it the, in, under the definition it literally said to be lacking or absent as part or necessary to completeness. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually says lacking, and that that is why, and I've written articles about this, and I, my clients often hear me talk about it, the worst thing that we can do is stay in a state of want. So, I mean, the obvious question then is, well, how do I get out of a state of want? goes back to what we were talking about earlier, being in a state of gratitude. If you appreciate and find things that 
you know, that, that are welcoming, that are, are heartwarming about where you are now in your life. And there's always things, even if you're in a bad relationship or even if you're in not the most desirable job, if you take a few minutes and you really ask yourself, what's the gift? What's the lesson in this particular relationship or this particular job or this particular you know, person in my life? We can always find something. I know I've been in, in relationships that were less than desirable, and when I do this exercise myself, I might say, um, wow, it, it, this, this gave me the opportunity to remember that I have the, the capacity to love you know, again or something like that. And if you stay present with that perspective rather than staying in this perspective of something that you want because, you know, the universe is going to keep whatever you want far away from you because it sees that as, an, as lack. It sees it as a request of not giving you the things that you truly desire. So do you get the gist of that? Absolutely. And I think that um, it's a really easy concept, but it's the emotion that you carry with the moment um, at the time where it's almost as if you need that reminder of what it is that you're asking for. I think sometimes... We can be in certain situations, and we don't stop to think, um, you know, what is it that I'm actually asking for here? Um, and and that oftentimes can can be a um, an issue. I I always say that um, that with our mouths we set forth the course through our negative expectations. In other words, um, what we speak is what we will manifest. Many times that's true. I'm just going to put a little bit of a spin on that, Kathleen. Um, How about a situation like this? Um, Let's assume that I'm saying I want that wonderful job. But in reality, in my heart of hearts, I'm feeling like I don't deserve it. I'm feeling like, oh, they'll never hire me. Uh What's the likelihood that even though I'm saying I want the job, that I'm going to get the job? Probably the likelihood would be that you wouldn't get the job. Right, right. And that truly is. I mean, we we, we hear about, we read about um, the law of attraction, and it works. It's the most powerful um, energy. I mean, when we understand it, it, it works. We can all manifest anything in our lives that we truly desire if we understand the rules. And the rules aren't that. I just say words because we were talking about before. There's nothing magical in a good way or a bad way about the word want. There's nothing magical about the word gratitude. However, the, 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 what, as Kathleen just said, the emotion that we feel inside is the key because when we, when we radiate energy, it is intensified by any emotion. So when we're feeling really crappy about something, whatever it is that we're feeling crappy about, if we're feeling bad about a failed relationship or bad about an interview that went you know, poorly um, for a particular job, if we're feeling bad about it, we're sending a very, very, very intense and strong energy out to the universe. And we talked about this last week as well, but it's the emotion. It's the emotion behind it. So it's not the magic word, and we're going to be talking today uh, a bit about the language of the universe because I want the listeners to understand that there's, there's a polarity in the way we say things. And this is what I believe Kathleen was really saying is that Ultimately, we do get what we ask for. We really, really do. It's just a matter of when we don't believe that we're worthy of it or when we don't really believe that's what we want. We, don't, we are not able to manifest it in our lives, at least at, you know, in, in the time frames that we often want it. Eventually, I believe, when we, whatever it is that we're asking for or wanting comes through eventually, um, it just could be, it could take days, weeks, months, or years 
to bring in the things that you want if you're not empowering it with the proper emotion. And, you know, I just wanted to add there, too, um, I think that statement is a a good statement in the fact that sometimes um, we ask for things not even realizing that the way that we're doing it is creating more of a lack, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we speak things and we say things, and I think with good intentions, um, for all intents and purposes, but that's what I love about this show, because it provides you with the tools to really be able to, you know, think about what it is that in your everyday life you're asking for, for the universe to provide, but not only what you're asking for, but how you're asking for it. And uh, this is this is an amazing show, full of um, so much information um, that I think even the most seasoned uh, person who who um, has educated themselves on this and tries every day to live by this will take something from. Um, it's definitely a growing process, and I, I think at times we all can can uh, brush up on on you know being able to carry these desires out um, in a way that we can actually make it happen. Because like I said, oftentimes we do things in emotionally charged situations, and we do the polar opposite of what we actually are wanting to begin with. Mm-hmm. And you you said a really, really, I feel, um, profound statement, which was a very, very simple statement about, you know, anybody, even the seasoned um, spiritual, you know, folks who have been working with these concepts for a long time. You know, I, I listen to many shows here on Blog Talk Radio. I listen to, you know, shows on TV, on the radio, in, in many different areas. I'm listening to CDs all the time and, and, and reading a lot because any, any study, I mean, I, I think that anybody who thinks that they know it all is in trouble because nobody does know it all. There's always a different perspective. And in the field of spirituality, what we have seen happen is the actual vibration of the universe has increased. It has changed. When I first, when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, I was reading books on psychology. I was, at that point, there was not a lot out there as far as spirituality and, 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 you know, new age stuff. I mean, it just wasn't out there. There were a few rare books here and there, which, you know, I was reading and trying to, to grasp things. But back, you know, five years ago when I was a kid, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, Things took a very long time because energy was slower. Energy has been speeding up, and it will continue to change. I mean, the earth itself, the earth vibration, and the, the power of all of us working together to heal ourselves actually heals other people. I had a client just this evening um, who called me for some psychic um, you know, information, and we were talking about this, and basically she was asking me if I heal myself, will that heal people around me, and absolutely, I mean, I'm not saying that the key to, um, you know, healing, well, it actually is, the key to healing every relationship truly is working on yourself, because there's articles that I have out on my website, on my blog, and in various other locations, that you only need one person to fix a relationship, and you really only do. Um, Anybody who spends time trying to manipulate or fix anything, be it money-related things, love-related things, health-related things, whatever it is, when you try to fix the, the problem outside of yourself, you can't permanently change anything. You can only put a Band-Aid on it. The place to always do your work is internal, is to work inside and deal with the inner issues and heal yourself. Otherwise, you're going to continue to spin your wheels and not achieve the goals that you have for yourself. You know, I actually read a quote today that I really liked, and it talked about um, blame 
and looking at other people in our situations or our problems or whatever we might be going through in life. And I thought it was a good quote because it said, you know, no matter how much you blame someone else, it will never change you. Mm-hmm. Can, um, we, can we talk about your situation, would you mind, with what you were oh, dealing sure. with today? Let's, oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Great. Okay. I would love to because I could vent a little. <laughs> okay. Kathleen had a rough day, to say the least. Um, she's um, planning a move, and she um, made some arrangements with her mover, and Kathleen, you want to explain the details of what went on. And, and I'm going to tell, I just want to mention to the listeners, there's a reason why um, I want Kathleen to share this story, because I want her to tell you what my advice was to her. Um, well, I, I made plans uh, probably close to about a month and a half, maybe even two months ago, um, and I had hired some movers, and... When I originally hired them, he said, you know, you can change your, your date as soon as you're locked in. And so I, I put my down payment down, and no sooner, I wouldn't even say it was seven days later, I called him up, I said, you know, look, I, I want to change the date. And he says, okay, great, fine, no problem, it's done. And this was a phone conversation. And I said, okay, great. And I've never used movers before, so I'm thinking okay, it's done. Wow, okay, so that's easy. So by chance today, I happened to find out that my date was never changed. Now, they're supposed to be coming on Friday. And, this um, Friday. In this two Friday. Days. Right, okay. Yeah, in two days. Right. And I called them up and I said, what, what do you mean that your, my date is not changed? I mean, what happened? And I said, he has, he, he made a mistake, you know, you have to fix this. And um, so um, they said to me, well, you know, this is, you're making a date change really short notice. And um, so the best we can do is that we can be there. Uh, actually, they sent me the paperwork and it said, um, you have to pick two dates, a regular date and a backup date. And the dates were the 30th and the 31st. And I had originally picked the 29th and the 30th because my son has his last football game and his football banquet on Saturday, and it's like an all-day deal. And so there would be no way that I could be here for movers. So they send me this paperwork, and they want me to sign it that agrees to the 30th and the 31st. And I said, no, I, I'm not signing this. This isn't what... I, I agreed to because I really need the 29th to the 30th. I mean, if you guys want to come tomorrow, you know, I'll work tirelessly through the night to tie up my loose ends. I don't mind. But Saturday is not an option. And, of course, I didn't want to go till the next day because then your landlord says, hey, you know, by the way, you're going to have to pay us another month because I'm going past the end of the month. So, uh, the you know, I'm going into the first of the month the next day. So um, they just were very, I mean, they were very uncompassionate and just not really apologetic to the mistakes that they had made and pretty much said, well, we don't have it on email correspondence and, you know, well, we didn't send you the change of date paperwork. And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't know there was change of date paperwork. I've never used movers before. Um and it was a battle. So how I did mean, you it feel? Was, how did you feel this afternoon when you were going? Oh, I have to tell you, Jill, this has been one of the most draining days. I was so, like, emotionally spent um, from, tr- I mean, it was like climbing a mountain, mm-hmm. trying to get these people to understand where I'm coming from, to get someone on the phone who you feel has that energy to, to kind of understand and be compassionate and make the changes that you need to make happen. I mean, I don't, I've actually talked to people and called a customer service department and thought, I'm not feeling a great energy from this person. I'm going to hang up and call back and get a different person. Mm-hmm. 
just because I knew that the energy wasn't right. Right, right. So, so finally, um, I got a supervisor to call me back, and it was I had talked talked to men all day long, and this woman called me back. I hate to say this, but I, a woman called me back, and I think that she understood as a mother, and I think she kind of was a little bit more compassionate to my situation. And within like two minutes, she said, "You're done. You're it's changed, and and we will be there on Friday." Great. Now, do um, you? But what time was that? That that all this fell into place for you? Oh my gosh! I want to say seven o'clock. Right. So you and I were talking maybe three thirty, four yeah. o'clock. Yeah. And do you remember what I said to you? You said, um, well, you actually said quite a few things. Um, you said, <laughs> well, don't share everything. But <laughs> Just the key you, points. <laughs> you said, you, you said to, um, said, you know, Kathleen, just let the universe, you know, this is just the universe having, you know, doing what it, it needs to be done. And you just pull away from, you know, kind of that, that wanting, wanting, pushing, 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 and just let it, let it kind of take its course of action and work itself out. And do you remember uh, that I said to you, um, look to see if you could find the gift and the lesson in this yes. experience. The did gift, the lesson, that? and the light. And I remember right. you said the light also, yes. And do you, did you do that? I did. I, and you know what? When we, have our, uh, when we have our episode on journaling, uh, I could refer back to this because I said, now, Jill, this would be a perfect experience for me to put this in my journal. And there's three things that I learned about myself through this experience today. Is one, Kathleen, you have to always trust the process. Not sometimes, but always. Um, be kind to others even amidst a, a tough situation and then there was a third one it was um oh and that i should try to work on being better with change those were the three things mm-hmm. and what time do you have any recollection as far as what time you made these entries in your journal i mean there's a reason why i'm asking you specifically i want to say it was um it was somewhere after i would say between 7:30 and 8 o'clock and then your your problem with the mover was resolved when before well, or after well you know what i actually thought those things and then the mover called me and okay. it was resolved and then i wrote it into my journal because i said these are things i need to learn about myself okay i mean the key point here is that i actually been... thought it before i wrote it okay. down and that's fine yeah. because uh, i i do i don't journal as much as kathleen does and we're actually going to be talking about journaling in a few weeks but um if it, it doesn't really matter for for this Um, process if you're journaling or if you're just working through it in your head I mean for Kathleen it's a process and and it's a it's a learning tool it's a healing tool it's a growth tool to use a journal and that's wonderful I I mean there's many many times I have recommended that and suggested that to clients and there's many times that I work with a journal myself but as long as you go through the process and and you spend a little bit of time doing the key components because by looking for the gift and the lesson Kathleen was able to shift out of that frenzy that she was in and you heard her even when she was and I wanted her to really tell you the story rather than me just paraphrasing it because I'm sure everybody heard the emotion and the frustration in her voice that I heard and if that's not a happy place or a good place for any of us to be but if you pause and you look for the gift and you look for the lesson what happens? You shift out of a state of frenzy and frustration and aggravation and, and upsetment and all those other kinds of things into what? Into a state of gratitude. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a perfect example because I did. I actually, I really did. I said, Kathleen, okay, you know, take a hot shower. You, you know, you've been working all day. Let's just pull it back together, and they're going to call when they're going to call, and whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And I said, you know, these are three things you could you could write down today that um, 
you need you need to remind yourself of and then they called and funny enough not only one of them called not one supervisor but one supervisor called and said I'm going to fix it I'll call you right back and then another supervisor called one minute later not even a minute later 30 seconds later not really that realizing the other one had called and was on the phone and said it's all done I wow. just, the person just walked over to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, great, great. I mean, <laughs> there was a huge sense of relief there, I must say. I'm sure that there was, and and that is truly how quickly this whole process should work when we when we do this work. Now, some situations are more complicated, and they might take longer, but in reality, once you sort of get used to this process, and used to really asking in the right way. And when I, when I say, when Kathleen or I talk about asking, really that it's, it's, it's not just saying to the universe or to God or to whomever our supreme high being is that, that any of us believe in, but it's not saying, oh, I want to win the lottery this week or I want to find my soulmate or, you know, whatever it is that we're, any of us really desire and, and want to draw into our lives. It's not those words that matter. It really isn't. And that's really what I, what I want you to understand today. It's not so much the words. I mean, in many instances it is, but it's the feeling and it's the emotion that's behind those words. But all that we need to do in order to learn how to do the manifesting of the things that we, you know, that we dream about and we really want a better life for ourselves is learning how to shift out of that state of want. And remember, want is, I invite all of you to go pick up any dictionary or go online and look at any dictionary.com or any page. You're going to see 80% of the definitions or more are going to be talking about lack, poverty, um, being destitute. It's not a state that any of us, want to be in, and it certainly isn't a state that is sending the right message to the universe. So, so you know, it's, it's an extremely key component for all of us to understand that in order to get from where Kathleen was when I spoke to her at 3.30 to where she is later in the evening when everything fell into place for her, she had to shift out of that state of worry and upsetment and frenzy into a state of gratitude in order to have that instantaneous shift and change. And, and it works literally that fast. One thing I, I really want to talk about today, because these shows go so fast and there's so many concepts and so many pieces of this puzzle that I want all the listeners to understand, is that we're creating, and I mentioned this last week, but we're creating 24-7. I mean, everything in your life truly has been created or co-created by, by all of us. We do it constantly. The problem is because we're not conscious of what we're doing, we end up creating often um, situations or things that aren't exactly in, um, they're not exactly what we, we want, what we say that we desire to have in our lives. What I almost said was it's not really in, in alignment with what, what you feel inside, but that's not true because Everything that you feel inside is truly what you're going to mirror, and that's what you're going to be creating in your life. So in other words, if you have a lot of lack in your life, if you don't have a strong relationship, if you don't have the job, job of your dreams, if you don't have a lot of friends, um, what, are, what are some other situations of lack? that you Can you think of any others, Kathleen, that I'm missing, key components of lack? Um, what it, uh, well, you said relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships, finances, friends, health, health, too. You know, if you don't have, if you're not in the prime of your life, you know, feeling wonderful. What about, about peace? What about what? Peace. Peace is that, I, I agree with that. So if you're in a state of turmoil and you don't feel happy, happiness or peace in your life, I mean, these are these are total opposites of what, lack is. I mean, you can't be in a state of lack and create a peaceful sense within yourself. You can't be in a state of lack and create perfect health for yourself. You can't be in a state of lack and, and create, 
you know, trem- abundance in finances or abundance in love or abundance in friends. You can't create that when you're feeling unworthy inside, when you're not feeling good about yourself. So we're creating constantly. We're creating all the time. What I want everyone to realize is, in, not in physics, because in physics I, I believe opposites attract, but in, in the law of attraction, like attracts like. And when I do workshops in person, oftentimes I'll bring a full-length mirror. And whatever I happen to be wearing, I mean, people who know me know I love purple and I wear a lot of purple. Um, so let's just assume that I'm wearing a purple dress on, on a day that I'm doing a workshop. And I stand in front of, I actually take the mirror out, and I'm facing, I turn my back to the audience, and I'm facing the mirror mirror, and the audience can see my reflection in the mirror. Now, I'm wearing a purple dress. When we're looking at the reflection in the mirror, what would, what would we see? Would we see me in what? Are we going to see me in a black pantsuit? Well, I'd say we see you in a purple dress. Bingo. And that's just what it's like when we mirror our outer world. Every circumstance in our life is a mirror of what's going on inside of us. So if we don't have people around us who are being loving and supportive, then that's mirroring that we're not supporting ourselves. If we don't have abundance in our life, that mean, that's mirroring the fact that we're not, we're not providing for ourselves a sense of, you know, completeness and feeling of abundance. If we don't feel worthy of um, financial abundance or having an abundance of friends, of love, whatever it is, there's no way we're going to create it. If we... We all have a TV in our house. Uh, Kathleen, if you turn on Channel 2 on your TV, what channel are you going to be getting? Channel 2. Bingo. Is there any way you're going to get Channel 7 on that station? Well, right now I wouldn't get anything because my cable is disconnected <laughs> for the move. <laughs> but in a general, in, a, in the average no. situation, if, you, if yeah. you turn on Channel 2, how could we ever get Channel 7 on that station? No, it's a different frequency. Right. Same thing with, you know, with any, with any radio station. If, if it's tuned to a certain frequency, we're going to be picking up only that frequency. So it becomes important that if we're trying to manifest anything in our life, there's no way if we're feeling unloved that we're going to be able to manifest love. It's impossible. There's no way that you can do that. So the key, when, we, when, when Kathleen and I talk about gratitude, when we talk about, um, you know, the emotion behind the words, this is what we're talking about. And, and you know, for people who, and, and I, I work with a lot of clients who, who, have an empty, who feel very empty inside or don't feel connected to themselves or to other people or, or whatever it is. And I'm not saying, you know, every, the end all for everybody is a honoring yourself and staying in a state of gratitude. For many of us, it will totally shift your life. For some, of, for some of us, we might have to take a few extra steps. But regardless, like attracts like. So how you feel inside about you will be what you're creating in your life. I remember um, many, many years back, um, there was a show on TV, and it was called Phyllis. And the star of that show was Cloris Leachman. And I talked to just about every one of my clients knows the story because I'll never forget it. When I was, you know, I, 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 was a, I think I was a kid when, when the show was on, but um, I remember reading in the TV Guide as, as a story or an interview on her, and she said, my mother always told me I was magical, and I believed it. And back in whatever it was, the 70s or 80s, I mean, she was a huge star. I mean, she's still a big star you know, she, she's, she's been in movies, she's had her own TV series, and that's what it's all about. It's that state of truly believing that we're worthy of, of something. And, and, and a big, huge problem is that when we're growing up, most of our friends, our parents, our teachers, they're telling us that we can't do this, we shouldn't do that. Um, you know, we're, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard for this. And I'm not saying that these concepts are bad concepts because, at, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning a, a good work, work ethic. But in reality, the universe 
is truly a limitless universe. It doesn't have a limit. So, you know, if, if we have a desire or we have a want, it will provide for us everything that we need. All we need to do is be on that same energy level, um, be on channel two. If you want to create love in your life, be on the channel of love. And that basically means to feel love for yourself and radiate love for others. If you're going to be unhappy and miserable and mean to people, you're not radiating love. And the chances of you truly attracting into your life that true love situation, that soulmate love, you know, lasting for the rest of your life kind of scenario is going to be very slim. Right? I would say, I, I would say that um, I, I kind of, that same concept of walking in love, um, was difficult for me today in my situation. <laughs> and I kept trying to remind myself, Kathleen, just, you know, walk, just continue to walk in love. And I and I have the tools and I have the experience and I have the knowledge. And so even, like, the the best of someone can, can really try to be in that moment and and walk in love, but it can sometimes be very difficult. <laughs> right, and that's why, I mean, there's, there's a whole series of questions when somebody goes through coaching with me that I teach a person um, to get them out of situations like that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't allow yourself to feel crappy or upset because I'm not one who goes with um, trying to get yourself, talk yourself out of, um, you know, being upset. And so many people... Um, you know, if, if you express to your best friend, oh, I'm feeling crappy or I'm sad or something, and what's the first thing? They'll say, don't be sad. But I don't, what I'll say is I'm entitled to feel crappy if I want. And, and I very strongly feel that. I, I really don't feel that we should rush ourselves out of any feeling or emotion. But when we're ready, if we understand the series of questions to ask ourselves, such as, you know, what's the gift and lesson in an experience, that will always take us out of that, that frenzied state into a more relaxed, focused state. I mean, there's other questions as well, but that's a, a, a key component to being able to shift out of a state of lack into a state of gratitude. I do want to take some, some phone calls today, so I do, again, invite um, callers to be dialing in. The number, again, is 646 381 4141. We're going to start taking calls in just a few minutes. I just kind of want to throw out one or two other concepts before we start taking calls. Um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about this concept of these, what I call false truths, that we're told as, as children. I mean, how many of you have been told, any of the listeners, and Kathleen, you, you can answer if, if indeed this resonates within you, how many of you have, as a child, been told big girls don't cry or big boys don't cry? Or, I actually, I actually, uh, I, I actually find that that's something that um, I say often, well, to my son, which I have changed Good. my mentality on that. Good. And now I say it's it's okay if if you're upset and and um it's okay if you feel that way and if you if you want to cry then that's okay too, um, but I I used to be that person that would make that mistake and say, let's go you're you know you're a boy and get tough and w- shake it off isn't that that's what we always say at the right. football game shake it off and you'll be be tough you know and. Right, and, yeah. and when we do that, we're not honoring what it is that we're feeling at any given time. A good, a good thing that you might think to say is, what's wrong? What are you feeling? Why are you crying? And, let, and just give him the opportunity to voice what's on his mind and just validate it. I understand. Yeah, I'm, very, I'm a lot more conscious about validating um, those emotions um, only because, you know, I've been in a lot of experiences where people have have taken that opportunity uh, away from me to try to unvalidate my emotions. And I remember as an adult, I really feel more frustrated by that. So I think, I wonder, you know, uh, how 
if I could go back, how that felt as a child um, to be in that moment where you're really upset and someone kind of says, you know, it's, you, well, you're just not supposed to feel that way, or even if you do, you need to just get rid of that. And well, as a child, I mean, you, you have less tools to, 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 you know, you have less tools as a child to, to work with the situation as you do with an adult. So, um, it's a, I think it's a frustrating situation. Right, but your, your, your every wish is my command because you're going to be doing some coaching with me, and that's part of what you're going to learn is how to remember the name of my system is connecting the dots and i'm going to teach you how to use the the outer world that and what's going on in our lives today to connect it back to the moments the traumas in our life as children and you will capture those moments very well and 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 i'm going to teach you how to work with the feelings and the emotions that you have because what happens is, kids, we end up repressing the feelings. But I want to start taking some calls today. Um, if we need to extend this topic and take it into um, one of our shows in November, we'll do that. Um, I welcome anybody to be sending me, if you have any questions on the show, to shoot me an email at info at ladyfontaine.com. Or if you'd like to reach Kathleen. Kathleen, is there an email address that they can reach you at? Or yeah, at www.beautifullybroken.beauty at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to either answer your questions or, you know, uh, give you some guidance as far as, you know, what we would suggest for any particular situation that you might be going through. Um, or if there's enough interest, we'll continue this um, this topic at another show. Well, let me Let me take my first caller. Hi, this is Lady Fontaine. How can I help you? Hello. Hello. Yes, hi, this is Lady Fontaine. How can I yes. help you? Yes, how you doing, Lady Fontaine? This is uh, Joe calling. I have a question hi. in regards to your uh, manifesting the gratitude of the universe. Yes, And how yes. we uh, speed the process. Mm-hmm. How do we do that without wanting? And we want to use the word desire, like you were saying before. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you keep that frame of mind without wanting that to be, you know, you want to speed the process without being in that wanted state, but yet you want to desire it more than want it, and speed that process in the, in the same time frame. If that makes sense. I, yeah, oh, that's I a mean, great it, question. it is, and it's a tough thing. Honestly, it's tough. Um, all of us, most of us, I should say, slip into a state somewhere along the way of wanting something, and that's where to understand the tools and the the key component is. Look for in any situation, if you're in a state of want, ask yourself, why do I want that? And if you can find that thing inside, well, I want that new car because it's going to make me feel prettier or it's going to make me happy to be, you know, driving around and having everybody ooh and ah because I'm driving a Ferrari, you know, or something like that. Because if you come up with that, that's what your want is, and that's getting down to the essence of what's lacking within yourself, and then that become then there's tools to help you um, sort of heal those those gaping wounds that all of us carry from our childhood. I mean, there's not a person on earth that doesn't have issues in their childhood that have created something inside of them because everything that we want is usually tied into something that we feel will make us in some way feel better, feel prettier, feel happier. And, 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 and heal some of those inner wounds. But in reality, no matter what we get, whatever play toys we get, they don't heal and they don't really change anything. So, Joe, the, the, the key component is ask yourself um, what the gift, what the lesson is in any situation. That immediately will get you, in, will get you headed towards being in a state of gratitude. Another thing is sometimes just to allow yourself to to be grounded, just to be conscious of feeling, you know, wind blowing in your hair or, you know, I feel feeling... that more now lately. Lately I've been feeling more like that, like you said more grounded about it. Yeah, and when you when you allow yourself to get to feel more grounded and when you ask yourself some key questions, just like, well, why do I feel like that? Anything that will turn your attention back to yourself 
and away from all these external playthings, be it a person, be it a thing, that, you know, we think we want and we think ultimately that's going to make us happy. But in reality, if we're not happy inside, there's nothing that we can get or, or, or add into our lives that's going to fill that hole. It might temporarily do it, but it's not permanently going to do it. Did that answer your question? Absolutely. It definitely did. It makes it, like you said, that, again, that gratification in the, in your, when you manifest it, it does make you feel a lot better. And I guess that's the state of mind that puts you in that actually speeds the process. Right, and and I and I have. Could I share, Joe, that you are one of my clients, and I, I've been Absolutely. I've been working with Joe for a while, and I've seen such a meta, metamorphosis go on in his life. It has been absolutely amazing, and I am so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for everything, and your the show is great and it's fantastic. I want to open the forum to more people to call in. Terrific. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. Okay. Thank you, right, Joe. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lady Fontaine. How may I help you? Hello? Yes, hi, it's Lady Fontaine. How may I help you? My name is Helen, and I would like to know will my friend and I ever communicate with each other again. And what is your friend's first name? Corey. Corey? Yes. And your name is Helen? Yes. Okay, let me just get into Corey's energy. Um, What I I do have to say is that I feel a, a, a very significant amount of space around you and Corey, um, and I also feel what I kind of want to say, um, a decent amount of turmoil around the situation and, and the relationship. Um, I'm not feeling immediate contact and I'm not feeling immediate reconnection, but I do want to say to you that I'm seeing a window and I would say Something around February, maybe March of next year, I feel the greatest potential of reconnection. So how long have you guys not really been connected? Well, after September 17th, we haven't spoken. Okay. It's still, it feels to me that it's still going to be a few months here. What I urge you is um, don't do any reaching out to Corey right now. It, it just feels to me it's better to just let it sit and... Um, like I said, I'm feeling in the next, it's still going to be three or four months, but I do feel he will step forward. Okay. All right? All right. All right. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. All right. Um, again, I'm going to be taking calls for another few minutes, so if there's any other callers who would like to dial in, um, please do so. The phone number is, um, just getting it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, The phone number is 646-381-4141. So until we have another caller on the line, Kathleen, um, do you have any questions about the topic that we've talked about this evening? Well, I was actually listening um, to uh, what Joe, had, our first caller, had asked. Mm -hmm. And um, what I was really feeling um, inclined to almost uh, say to him is that um, the when he as he continues um, on his journey and and practices these ideas and the things that he's learning through his um, you know his his um, time with you that it will become um Almost like he'll be achieving a, a habitual vibra- vibrational groove. Um, I think that the more that you practice this, the more it becomes kind of second nature. Um, I just think that it's, it it takes time. Right. And that's oh, that's it, such an excellent point, Kathleen. It because it, it does become a learned. Um, mechanism and learn process it does exactly so just to give people a little hope because I know that sometimes in the beginning it can be frustrating Um, and like I said today I I could think of things that you know in the moment now looking back uh, I probably could have handled that a little differently but once you get into this group it it does become um, almost an extension of of really who you are 
and and the essence of who you have become as a vibrational uh, as a vibrational being. So it does get easier. Um, is I think uh, you know an important message to people who are just starting on their journey um, because I know that it can be very difficult in the beginning. And and it can be and. You know, I've been doing this for for many, many, many years, and I have bad days. You know, sometimes I'll say that to a client, and they'll be like, huh? But I do. And and one thing I've learned is if I try to push myself or force myself out of it, I'm causing more damage. Um, A lot of you have already heard me say numerous times that resistance, I mean, think of when you go to the gym. Resistance training builds stronger muscles. When you resist something, whatever it is that you're resisting gets more powerful and has more power over you. So just let, just, you know, if you're afraid of something or you, 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 you're you mad at yourself for, for doing something or not doing something, just allow yourself to feel that feeling and emotion. Don't resist it. Allow yourself to go with it. I mean, obviously, if it lasts for, day, for weeks or months, then um, you know, there could be a lot of other things going on, but most of us, so we feel bad for a half an hour, an hour, or a day, or whatever. It's okay. But the key component is understanding what will get you out of that mode. And, again, the, the, the big thing, and, and, again, there's a bunch of questions. If somebody's in coaching with me, um, I go through the various questions. But for you know, for the general audience, you can get yourself out of these funks so easily when you look for the gift or lesson. And if you don't understand that, if you're stuck with a situation and you don't know what the gift or lesson is, call us and we'll be happy to help you find it. I want to take one other call before we wind up the show today. So, hi, this is Lady Fontaine. How may I help you? Hello? Yes, Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi. How can I help you? Um, I just I had a question about um, I guess romance and uh, what do you see like coming like what, you know if there's anyone coming in like soon? Sure. What is your first name? Marina. Marina. Mhm. Okay. Let me just sort of scan your energy and tell you what I pick up. Okay. All right. Um, two things are jumping out at me. One. Um, there, it, uh, uh, I'm seeing a, a person around you that feels to me that they've been in and out of your life for, it feels like a very, very long time. So is there somebody who yeah. more or less keeps on reappearing? Yeah. What is yeah, that person's is. first name? His name is Paul. Um, I, I, I don't feel that you guys have fully run your course, although it doesn't feel to me that it's a tremendously productive relationship. It, it kind of feels to me that you guys go in circles and it's almost more off than it's on. But I certainly don't feel that that has fully run its course, and I do feel that he will be reentering your life. But I do want to tell you that um, it's still several months away. I'm feeling May, June, maybe even July. It's, it feels to me that will be the summer months. You're going to meet somebody that's going to literally open a whole new perspective of what relationships and love is in your life. I feel it's going to be a soul-level connection for you, and I feel it's going to be a dynamic relationship for you. I am going to have to cut this call short. Um, Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, if you want to shoot me an email after the show, if there's anything, any additional, que- you know, parts of that question that you didn't have a chance to answer, mm-hmm. just uh, email me at info at ladyfontaine.com. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, you for Ray. calling okay. in. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, I do want to, uh, Kathleen. Of course. Thank you. I mean, um, I, 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 I think you're phenomenal, and I so much appreciate you helping out on this show. Oh, I want and, and, and thank you for having. I wanted to say also thank you for having me. It's such, it is such a pleasure, really, to just be able to do this every week. And uh, I loved, you know, our callers calling in, and and uh, it's 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 a really great experience. And I hope that everyone's ready because we have some great shows planned coming up. I mean, yeah. really exciting. Yeah, we really really do. Um, and again, I want to remind you next week, Jackie Barrett. I mean. She, She's phenomenal. She's one of the t- also one of the top psychics out there right now. 
Um, she has her own TV show, Medium PI, on A&E TV. She's going to be here on the Lady Fontaine Show next next Wednesday evening. Please tune in. Um, and um, we've got a lot of very interesting shows coming up, and we're also going to be having another show, a sister show to this show. So tune in. We're not going to be telling you about it, um, all the details next week, because Jackie's on the show. We're not going to have time, but the following week I'm going to explain it all to you. Um, that week, I believe it's November 11th, we're going to be talking about A Course in Miracles. Um, I think that's just about it. I want to thank all the listeners for listening in. Um, again, if you want to hear more about um, really learning how not to live in a state of lack, shoot me an email at info at com, and we'll be happy to have another show on this wonderful topic. Thank you, and have a wonderful evening. Blessings. All right, I'm hanging up. I'll call you. But I'll call you at home. Okay. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.